Hello and welcome to Paranormal Hotline. My name is Michael and I'm joined by Kaylee. Hello. And this week we'll be covering something I think is really cool. But as usual, guys, if you want us to cover anything or had any weird experiences you want to let us know about, you can always email us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com or you can message us on Twitter at paranormalhl. Or if you want to help support the show, you can do so on our Patreon and get access to Discord and bonus content and stuff. Uh, we actually have something really cool in the works. We should be staying overnight on a prison island off the coast that's meant to be extremely haunted. It's kind of like a mix between Alcatraz and a very shitty Azkaban. Yeah, it is, but like, also it used to be Pirate Island too, so I think, it, I think it's cooler there. than Alcatraz. We're going there during the Russian missile test that will be nearby. Oh, crap! Which is kind of worrying. But I didn't I'm sure even think we'll of grand. that. Yeah. My God, the Russians are like right off the coast of Cork. Oh, we're, we're so dead. <laughs> uh, I checked. They're going to be, I think it's like 42 kilometers away from where we are. Like dropping missiles. So if I bring a radio with me, do you think I'll be able to hear them? Can I eavesdrop on the Russian? Russians? <laughs> I'm sure I could translate it with Google or something, right? <laughs> my years of CSGO, all I'll understand is shit, what was it? <laughs> Blood. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Russians, that's actually what this episode is about. Ooh. Now, I have a question for you. What would it take to prove to you that psychic powers are real? I'd have to witness it, I think. So, like, unless you saw it with your own eyes, you wouldn't believe it? Not unless it was, like, I don't know, like, examined by, like, scientists or something, you know? Well, what if I told you there was a woman that had shown her telekinetic powers in front of scientists, did it again on camera repeatedly, did it defeat in, like, lab conditions while hooked up to machines, and even won a lawsuit against a government paper that called her a fraud? Okay, I'm interested, but still very skeptical. <laughs> well, that woman and the subject of today's episode is Ninel Kolagina, but she more commonly went by Nina. Like, when people were talking about her in papers, because, like, these papers are coming out in America and England, Australia and stuff, they kind of just anglo What's the word? Anglicize. Yeah, her name. Yeah. Now, Nina was born in 1926, and by the time she was 14, she had joined the army as a radio operator and was part of the army's tank unit. So, um, she was actually in the army until she was 19, but when she was, I think it was 17, she won a few medals, one for bravery and one for being injured while defending against the Germans during the siege of Leningrad. That's badass. What a badass yeah, woman. Yeah, like she was in it, she would ride around in the tank and work the radio. That's really, really cool. But it wasn't until 1963 when things got a bit weird. So according to her husband, who actually put a book out about it in, I think, 91, uh, they were listening to the radio when it was mentioned that there was a woman who could tell colours just by touch. And Nina just kind of went, oh my god, I can do this too. Because when she was 17 and gotten injured in battle, she was in the hospital. And she'd have, like, a big bag of wool and stuff beside her for, like, embroidery and knitting. Yeah. And... She couldn't move much because of her injury, she was, so she'd just reach her hand in and feel around and be like, okay, this feels blue, this feels red, whatever, and she no. always pulled out whatever one. No way, man. <laughs> I know, I don't feel like that would be hard to do. Hold on, I want to see like, if I can do that. Wait, I'm going to close my eyes and touch something, and I'm going to open my eyes. Give me two seconds. All right. I'm just picturing you putting your hand on your own head and going, it feels sad. <laughs> Is sad a color? I'm trying to reach for a it's book blue. or something. All right, I got something. Now, knowing my luck, this would be... Oh, I kept my eyes closed. I walked straight into the mic. Um, knowing my luck, so this would be like multicolored. So you're definitely not psychic. 
All right, so I'm going to go with like a teal color or something, all right? Holy shit, man! Oh my god! I was bang on! This is a absolutely great experiment for an audio-only podcast. Whatever, man. I'm psychic. <laughs> you do it. I'm more skeptical of you than I am right you now. You do it. Right now than I am of this woman. No, because I know what color everything around me is. It's my room. Oh, right. I didn't know you were in your room. I'm sitting in Riley's office, so none of this shit is mine. <laughs> I'm telling Riley you're just feeling up all her stuff. Yeah, go closed. ahead, man. The cat does it all day long. Why can't I? <laughs> I just like you being like, this is black. Just opening your eyes and seeing you petting the cat. <laughs> but yeah, she noticed she could do weird stuff too. So her and her husband decided to try and see if there's anything else she could do. And she had actually pointed out, she noticed that whenever she got mad, things around her had been moved, even if it was only like a small little bit. And she actually chalked it up for at first to a poltergeist. Like, she thought she was haunted because there was stuff moving around their house with nobody near it. Okay. Okay. I'm interested. I'm interested. Now, I mentioned that she had been injured during the siege of Leningrad, right? Yeah. And this was a serious enough injury to her stomach that it constantly hurt her. And oh, she damn. ended up having, like, five more surgeries after the first one just to try and stop the pain. Do you know and where the, the injury said, was? Like, just in her stomach? To her stomach. Okay, so she didn't get hit in the head at all. No. No brain damage or anything there. Nope. Although she did have, like, severe PTSD from having taken part in the battle where 1.5 million people died. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Uh, But her and her husband were like, okay, this is weird. We need to, like, practice with this or whatever. So they kept trying to practice. But as I mentioned about her stomach hurting and the five more surgeries, the doctors eventually said to her, like, there's not much more we can really do. So they tried to get her to do some meditation to help her manage. But during one of the sessions, they had, like, given her a checkup and said, okay, go down to this room here, go in, do meditation, see if that helps. And during it, she started to, like, complain until she started basically screaming with pain that there was a pain in her stomach. And when the doctors, like, took her to look at her, it looked like her stomach was covered with really bad burns that had come out of nowhere. Jeez. And that's when scientists started to take a lot of interest. So that happened in, I think it was December 1963. In March 1964, in the laboratory of physiologist professor Vasiliev at Leningrad University, she demonstrated her abilities. So they took a cigar case and they put it like on the table on a piece of paper. Right. And they marked the edges of it with a pencil. And they stood it up, get her to sit down far from the table, and they basically told her to move it. And all these scientists were watching as she moved it five centimeters with just her mind. Okay. So they marked where it moved to and everything. Yeah. And they got her to repeat it twice more. (laughs) And her husband in the book later said that some of the scientists seemed delighted that they had seen something like this, and others seemed to have been put really on edge and they were very uncomfortable by the thought of it. It was only because she was a woman they were uncomfortable. Why you gotta do that? What? I'm just saying. (laughs) A woman with that much power? (laughs) Well, I was thinking it was more the fact that they might have seen proof of psychic powers. No, definitely the woman thing. (laughs) Do you think maybe, like, if you don't get the right to vote, you get psychic powers? That's why they get women (laughs) the the right to vote. The anger controls you, yeah. (laughs) Or consumes you and you you become psychic. Yeah, um... uh, So, so far, that's what she's done. She's moved things slightly and... That's, she knows color by touch, right? Yes. So far, that's all she's done. Okay. But some of these things go insane. 
So um, she continued to perform multiple displays of her abilities to multiple scientists. I think in total it was over 40 scientists and a few Nobel Prize winners. Okay. But like, one thing I need to point out, and I think it's important, is the problem with any show of paranormal powers coming out of America or Russia from the 60s onwards is basically, no matter how reputable the thing might seem, there was so much disinformation being thrown out by both sides. I was going to say that. But... Just to make sure, uh, they didn't just have... The best way to describe it is the scientists involved weren't Russian scientists. They were scientists from Russia. And <laughs> they weren't the only ones That's... doing this. There was American... No, I mean, like, they weren't Russian government scientists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're still Russian but scientists. American scientists, English scientists, Australian scientists, and I think a French, one or two French ones, also confirmed that they couldn't explain how she did this. Okay. But now... So they had her do loads of different examples, and I have some videos to show you in a bit of her doing these, because people recorded this. That's really cool. Now, uh, so there was stuff like, move this watch. It was like a watch, but instead of time, it showed you compass directions. Okay. Move this watch, move this salt move shaker. Move the needle on the watch, is it? Like... No, no, like, move the entire watch. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, move the needle. That would have been way cooler. There was one I really liked where they marked one matchstick and they put it at the bottom of a pile of match matches and then they put a, like a clear plastic box over it and told her use your powers to move the match and she pulled the match out of the pile with her mind. What? Oh, I don't understand that. So you had a bunch of matches. One of them you was had lit. one match that had like a mark on it. Oh, okay. I thought you said it, they, they lit it. And they put that on the table. Okay. And then they put a load of other matches on top and then a clear plastic box over it so they could see but nobody could touch it. Okay, okay. And then they said to her, move the match, and she did. But there's some very. <laughs> I guess you dark could say there's ones. no match for her powers. She's All a right. very bright <laughs> young woman. So, like, like, some of these tests were stuff like the matches, the watches, stuff like that, but they started to go, like, into a really grim place with it, as you'd kind of expect, because, like, there was this, like, psychological arms race going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One that is well known is called the frog heart experiment. Basically, they had this frog heart in a solution and the solution would make it so that even after you remove the heart from the frog, it would beat for up to for around 10 minutes. Like they what? were fairly sure of the 10 minute mark. Damn. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa. So they pulled it out of the solution and the frog heart would just keep going? The frog would be dead, but the heart would keep beating for up to 10 minutes. Okay, but the whole frog was in the solution or just the heart? Just the heart. And they pull it out and it's still beating. Like, it was wired up, but, like, they oh. weren't using the wires to make it beat. Okay, okay. Do you know wait, like wait, wait, that doesn't make sense. If you cut off a chicken's head, it'll still run around. Yeah, but you don't cut off a chicken's head, then dunk it in oil, and then pull it out, and it keeps going. Yeah, but, like, the heart would still beat. But not in solution. I don't... Yeah, I'm not a scientist, so I'm just arguing <laughs> for the sake of arguing. You're just doing it to another. I just don't understand how it would work. It's like that guy, um, he was being executed, but he was a scientist, so he was like, when they chop off my head, I'll try to blink as many times as I can in a minute before I die. Jesus. Like, some parts of the body can't, like, I know a lot of it is muscles and stuff, but the heart just kept going in this solution because it was basically the same as if it was in the body. Okay. But uh, they'd set her down anyway, across from the heart, and said to her, her job was to use her powers to stop the heart before the 10 minutes were up. And the heart was hooked up to some wires to keep track of its beating. Right. Right? Right. So she managed to make it beat a little faster, then a little slower, and then she stopped it outright. But why didn't they just get a live frog and say, kill the frog? Would you do that? I mean, they they already killed a frog because they had the heart. 
They didn't manufacture the frog heart. They had to kill a frog and take its heart out. Why didn't they just put but a frog on the, the table and re- say, stop that frog's heart? Maybe it was because she needed, like, a line of sight or something. I don't know. But this is how they did the experiment, because they were able to put wires and stuff on the heart to track it. But you can sure cut a frog wasn't. open, right? Like, still alive, right? Cut him open That's and have cruel. his heart beating and he, she could see the heart and stop it live. And, you know, it just, just doesn't make sadistic. sense. He, more sadistic than pulling its heart out in the first place. It could have died naturally. They could have just given it an <laughs> they injection. They didn't it, go. it around in nature. <laughs> Wait for it to die of natural causes. Bring it into the I lab. I think you're getting hung up on because you like frogs. No, I'm just saying, man. It doesn't make any sense. It's like... All right, all right. But there was no brain or anything connected to the heart, so it didn't have any reason to beat faster before it slowed down and died, right? I have questions about this experiment, but go on. Okay. At the same time, hearing a heart stopped while not in a body isn't that shocking. Yeah, exactly. Which was the opinion of one of the scientists who was there. So the other scientists who were clearly sick of this guy being a downer were like, well, why don't you let her do it to you if you're so sure? And he was like, okay. Here we go, here we go. So they set him down and wired him up to a heart monitor and to go ahead and try and do the same thing to him that she had done to the frog heart. Now, for most records of this, she was pretty reluctant to do it, but they did promise to stop it if they thought he was in danger. (laughs) This is an extreme jump, though. They stopped it almost, they stopped it very quickly because um, the man's heart started beating so fast and irregular that they actually thought he was going to have a heart attack. Do you think that could be psychological though, you know? No, because he had no, like he had absolute disbelief in this. Yeah, but like even if you have disbelief in something, like you can still... (laughs) I'm sorry, I I kind of agree with you as well because I'm also thinking how would I feel if I was set down in a room wired up to a heart monitor and there was some angry Russian woman (laughs) glaring at me as intensely as she could. (laughs) This ex, like this veteran tank lady staring at you, trying to kill you. It wouldn't feel good, you know? I, I do understand what you mean, but at the same time, like, they were genuinely worried this man was about to have a heart attack. <laughs> he deserves it. But another thing as well that kind of rebuts the whole, like, this was Russian propaganda thing, is that one of the main people who studied and reported on Nina was called Edward Nowermov. I, yeah, I have it right there. Yeah, now, now we're off. And he was like a big person who was like, she is 100% real. Because he actually like traveled the world looking for people with psychic powers and investigated them and everything. Yeah. And people were like, okay, he was definitely like working for Russia or something. But he was actually sent to two years in a labor camp because he kept talking with Americans he thought might have psychic powers as well. And they were just like, we do not want you talking to anyone. He's like, I have to talk to these people. This is amazing. Did he ever find anyone though? Other than this lady? Uh, There was two Americans he was talking to, but like after he got put to the labor camp, he couldn't speak to them again. And apparently like the USSR just took his work. But the USSR actually, like, she was causing problems for them, is the nicest way to put it. Uh, Like, later in life, she won a court case against them because they had a government-published paper called Man and Law, which was, it came out every month and it was published by the Ministry of Justice. And in, I think it was 1986 issue, they called her a fraud, said she had a criminal record and been caught cheating by scientists multiple times. She had faked her entire war career and everything. Oh. So she took them to court and she got the scientists who studied her as character witnesses to talk about what they'd seen her do, how they couldn't explain it. And it was like, people 
people have said she's tied strings to things and pulled them, but like we check these things when we do the tests, otherwise we'd be pretty shitty scientists. And then they got like a lot of war veterans from the siege of Stalingrad who had talked to her during it because she was the radio operator and her main job was letting people know where she, like her and her tank were at all times. Yeah, yeah. So like it's a pretty good record of like where she was, and yeah. she actually won the case. They had to reprint it. They had to print a retraction and an apology in their next issue and everything. So did she to ever? The court, did she ever get caught cheating? Like even once? I think there was like uh, one thing where people were like, "This is a bit suspect." But she said, "I've been doing this for six hours. Can I at least just have a rest, and then we can try again?" And it like wherever you want. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is fair because like she did say it put tremendous strain on her to the point that like it's. Pr- most people seem to think it's what killed her because they kept making her do test after test and she was getting clearly weaker and like what's the word not malnourished but gaunt like it was clearly having some kind of effect on her yeah that's kind of sad now, there's, there is people who are like that she only looked like that because she was getting like pressured by the weight of her lie and it was like <laughs> or it could be like the 10 hours a day scientists are doing experiments on her but like they were doing these experiments for 10 hours a day for how many years did they ever actually publish any scientific studies a few yes or were they just like ha psychic lady move this but yeah, um, the one thing that they'd mentioned was that she had a criminal record, which was basically two events, really. The first one, I don't really understand. So it seems she was holding money fee- for people and was meant to buy them fridges and stuff and didn't. And one explanation I read that confused me even more was that she bought expensive fridges and sold them for cheap. Like, what? I don't get. Yeah, I don't get it. What? I don't understand that at all. If she bought cheap fridges and stole and like sold, sold them, them for, for more money, yeah. I'd understand. But no, it's the other way around. Yeah, what a con artist. I don't get it. <laughs> but the records for the trial have pretty much been lost to time. But she never denied she was taking the court for it. Also, uh, this is one thing I learned today, actually. And I mentioned to you earlier what this was. So um, if you watch Stranger Things, you know there's a new season probably coming out this year. And the next se- and if you do watch it, you'll know that a bit of the next season is likely to take place in Russia. And they released the names for the episodes a while back, with one episode being called The Nina Project. So I'm kind of hoping we see Nina in Stranger Things, because I think she was, she was alive at like the time period of that show. Yeah, and yeah. That's crazy. She's basically like a weaker version of Eleven. That's really cool, though. Now, I have some videos here of Nina using her powers. Yes, that's what I've been waiting for. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to find these Hard to be evidence. definitive proof oh. or if you're just going to be extremely disappointed by how oh. mundane it looks. Great. Okay, can't wait. <laughs> Send it to now, me. I want to be the judge. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Because no. there's been a lot of skepticism about the videos, which is fair enough considering what they're supposed to be. Yeah. But a lot of these skepticisms have been refuted. Like the main one is that she has a string attached to her to move things. But the person to her right in the videos is there to make sure there's no trickery. He's the um, scientist guy. Yeah. There was claim she was using magnets to move things on the table, like the compass watch. But there are some pretty clear screenshots of the compass she was moving with the needle staying pointing north, so it couldn't have been a magnet. Uh, another one was that she had rigged the table for the stuff in it to move towards her, but she actually didn't get to pick where she was seated. The examiner like randomly picked a spot. Okay. All right. I'm going to send these to you now, all right? Yep. The same energy fields that enable people like Ingo Swan to leave their body and travel through space are thought to be responsible for causing objects to move. 
this rare talent for moving objects by force of will alone has been termed psychokinesis or PK. Ninel Kulagina is a Russian housewife who has this ability. These films of her demonstrating PK were made in a Russian hotel room and smuggled out of the country by American researchers. <laughs> smuggled out of the country. She gets the object moving with gestures of her hands or by She's very bloody close to it. More than her eyes. She's not touching it. Kulagina has been Although studied yeah, with the for more than 10 like. years by Professor Sergeyev of Leningrad University, who has reported on her work. These films and demonstrations are subjects of unending controversy. Is she a sensitive or a charlatan? According to those present at these demonstrations, it sometimes takes Mrs. Kulagana two to four hours to rev up her supernormal powers. Her pulse races to 250 beats a minute. She loses up to three pounds after a demonstration what? of psychokinesis. She loses three pounds. Edward Normov. Yeah, but her heart rate goes up to two fifty. She needs to publish this as a, as a diet or a weight loss technique. She was actually Take your much weight away. sicker than she looks in the film. The strain on her heart was so great we had to stop the camera several times. It took us over seven hours to make the film, and afterwards she temporarily could not speak. Or see. What? She went blind? For days after doing the test. D yeah, good thing she knows what color things are. Hurt. She felt dizzy and could not sleep. She described a sensation that usually heralds success. A sensation like that of a hot stream of energy traveling from the base of her spine up to the back of her neck and remaining there as if waiting for her to direct it. She adds ruefully that this hot current often leaves her with a bad headache. She's you moving the needle. Spin me right around, to the baby. View, PK is not accomplished by mind over matter, but rather by mind over force field. The Soviets claim they've already devised machines that create magnetic and other kinds of artificial fields that increase psychic powers, particularly telepathy and PK. According to Dr. Ravitz, in the 1951 Yale Journal of Biology and Medicine, the action of the sun and moon also affects the body's force field. Dr. Sergeyev agrees. The most favorable time for PK is during magnetic disturbances of the earth caused by sunspot activity. Ooh. So next time there's a sunspot, we should try and do some telekinesis. Aren't sun sunspots like just completely random everyday things? Yeah. All right, so what do you think? Um, I don't really believe in telekinesis powers. So to me, I'm going to say it's fake. Especially because it's so old, too. I mean, there's nobody who has proof of telekinetic powers. Well, she did die in 1996, I think it was. Damn, she but lived a long time. In the, last few, in the last few years of her life, she did kind of like lose the ability to do this. Which made people think, like, okay, maybe it was like something about her biological makeup. Maybe she had three kids and then her powers were like, I'm out. <laughs> Maybe her kids have powers now. Uh, it seems unlikely they did do tests on them. <laughs> but, uh, like, when she died, she died very quickly, like, from a sudden disease. And people were just like, it's probably the strain of, like, 30 years of scientific evaluations. I just find it hard to believe that it's science. It doesn't look scientific. <laughs> it doesn't seem scientific. 
Well, if you had paid attention to that video from the 1970s I showed you, clearly you'd know it was caused by sunspots. Okay, yeah. But no, even it was, like... It was insane. It, it is cool. It is cool. She's a really cool person. But there's so many people who can do things like that that she is doing who have been proved to be fake, you know, false. Do you know who would agree with you? And I can't remember his name now, but you'd know him to see him. He was the guy who used to be a magician, and then he would just went around disproving psychics and everything. James Randi, he was, yeah, he held a competition that if anyone could prove they had, like, telekinesis or anything like that, that he would give them a cash prize. And the prize just kept getting bigger and bigger, and it was never, ever As claimed. As more people failed. Yeah. But the, the one I love is the guy that said that I can move these pages with my mind, and he was like, you're blowing on it. He's like, no, I'm not. He's like, okay, I've sprinkled all these little bits of paper on there to know if you're breeding on it and yep. then he went to do it again he was like I can't do it there's too much negative energy <laughs> yeah I remember that guy he was literally whole, like oh it's just so stupid I remember Wasn't like he wearing like a full spandex outfit and shit yeah he was he's basically a magician like not a telekinesis telekinetic man not a magic man I remember when I was on holidays once there was this British guy and there was a we had a glass table and he put like a cigarette down on it and he put his hand under the table and he made it look like he was rolling the cigarette under the table and I was enamored by this for ages because I was like, how the fuck is he doing that? And it wasn't until like the last day of the holidays where he showed me how he did it and he was just literally blowing on the cigarette. <laughs> and uh, I think I stopped believing in magic then. <laughs> <laughs> Damn that man. <laughs> Damn that British man. <laughs> what, the, what if he was actually really magic and then he realized he's like, this kid is going to think about this for the rest of her life. I need to trick her into thinking it's fake. <laughs> no, I think he was just drunk. <laughs> drunk magic yeah, is the best fair. magic, though. I'm disappointed. I thought I really thought this would be like this. Would You would just be over the moon with this. Like, yes. Don't get me wrong. Woman. I love her. She's fantastic and a really cool person. And she tricked all these scientists into thinking that she was psychic. <laughs> That's nearly better than being psychic. Some of these men devoted their life's work to Nina. Exactly. What a champion. If I could do that, I would. You know I would. <laughs> if you could trick men? No, trick scientists. <laughs> scientists don't always have to be men, Michael. God. Uh, back then they did. So wh what do you think? Do you think that Nina was really psychic and that some people just have these abilities? No, God no. So <laughs> why are you arguing with me then? <laughs> Because I just expected you to be more gung-ho about it. <laughs> but no, uh, I don't think it would be hard to rig a lot of it. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, see, I said no too quickly because I was very dismissive of it. But at the same time, I'm just like, this is really cool. It is cool. The, uh, my main problem is picking the wool out of the bag without looking. <laughs> that's not a skill. My mom crochets and she's blind. She can do that too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, your mom is blind. But yeah, guys, if you don't think Nina is real or if you think she is, just let us know because we'd love to hear your opinions because like... I don't know. I wish there was some way you could like try to see if you are telekinetic. I think everyone at least once has been on the couch and just tried to get the remote to come to them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I, for me, it was kind of more like using the force. But if you want to let us know your opinion, you can always do so on the Twitter or email or Discord. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to Spike Island. We're definitely going to keep you guys informed of like what happens there and hopefully there's some cool stuff. But that's everything for this week and hopefully you enjoyed it. Bye. Bye.